Hello, everyone. Welcome back to There's a Hack for That. It's Lauren here. I'm flying solo, and we're talking about something that I have been contemplating for an episode for a very long time because I've had many people ask me my perspective on it, and that is the idea of this six-figure entrepreneur, a six-figure business. I personally believe this is a myth, and I believe this because of my personal experience being an entrepreneur for the last eight years, and I want to break this down with you today give you some hacks based on what I've learned in my entrepreneurship so far, and I'm going to share some real numbers with you about my quote-unquote success because I have been a six-figure earner since 2010. I'll give you some background on that. Um, And I did, I admit, fall into this trap um, when I was in the network marketing industry a few years ago and we will also touch on that. If you are a new listener here, welcome to There's a Hack for That. If you're returning, I'm so glad you're here. Please remember to rate and review this episode, follow, um, subscribe, whatever it is on the platform you're listening to, and let us know what you think on the socials. You can find us on Instagram and our website. Both have opportunities to interact. So let's dive right in. Do you know what the six-figure entrepreneur idea is? Um, What is a six-figure entrepreneur? Everyone wants a six-figure business. For many, this six figures is the benchmark of success. People use this as a marketing tool that they've built a six-figure business, and for a fee, they will show you how to. Um, certainly that is something many of us have seen, especially on social media, if you are using social media for your business, but what does success mean? This six figure idea, it's very money focused, but what does it mean? I want you to figure out what success means to you. If you have come across this type of language before and thought, I want a six-figure business. I want to be a six-figure entrepreneur. So if success for you is a certain income, a certain dollar amount in your bank account or gross in your business, why? Why is that dollar amount, that certain income, what you believe is success? Is it the ability to purchase material possessions? Is it Um, buying the house or the car? What if success isn't a thing or a status or an amount? What if it's a feeling? What if it's the feeling of satisfaction or peace or freedom with your your work? That's a shift, right? So the six-figure entrepreneurship myth makes everything about outward success about money. And honestly, that's just not true. It's not true in my personal experience. It's not true in my um, entrepreneurship network. Certainly money provides access and has a level of privilege that comes with it, but it doesn't, it's not the be all end all of what success is. So I want to remind you, here's the myth buster. Numbers can lie. Numbers can lie. Not every six-figure business is profitable. This is what people are not talking about. 
All right. Not every six-figure business is profitable. You have $100,000 in sales in your business, but you have $150,000 in expenses. So you have a six-figure business, but you are minus minus $50,000 in profit. So you're not profitable. Um, So the numbers can lie. This is what people are not talking about. And I often think that we also aren't talking about how much time it takes and how much work it takes to get to those six-figure sales. Um, And it ultimately doesn't mean your business is profitable. So it's kind of like a smoke and mirrors game when people use this in their marketing. It's definitely a a marketing tool um, that's being heavily relied on for social media, media. Um, the other thing that they're not telling you is there's often not, there's often a lot of struggle and really steep learning curves to get there. Uh, certainly people can have help and mentors and pay for coaching. There's a lot of investment that goes into personal development and business development and education, um, in starting a business, owning a business, being an entrepreneur, people aren't sharing those things. They're sharing this like sellable model um, which is likely almost certain to not work for you because <laughs> everyone's needs are different, right? Um, again, they're likely to have had help, whether it's coaching or investors or family money or something. Somebody helped them get to where they are. There's no such thing as a self-made anything these days. There's always a team of people um, that have helped along the way, mentors, teachers, family, friends, etc. It doesn't always have to be around money. It doesn't mean someone gave them the money to start a business, but it definitely is more than money to own and run a business. The final thing that I don't think anyone's talking about is sustainability, exit strategies, growth models, R&D, marketing, all the little nitty gritty pieces behind a business, the behind the scenes, behind the curtain, um, functional day-to-day things, administrative things that have to be tight. They have to be systematic, um, procedural almost for your business to run smoothly in order to maintain six figures in revenue. And ultimately, a real six-figure business, you would need to have six figures in net profit after expenses, after taxes, etc. And that is not the number that people are marketing on the internet. So let recap there. There's no overnight success or quick success models. This whole idea that um, you have a somebody would have a six figure business or they're a six figure entrepreneur. It's a myth. Um, The real question to ask if you're an entrepreneur in any form or fashion, and you're trying to find this success, find this, you know, this feeling that you think people, other people have when they're marketing or talking about their six figure business. The real question is, are you happy? I would love to have a coffee with some of these online entrepreneurs, especially who boast and market on the six figures and be like, this is so cool. Tell me, how this works for you. Are you happy? Are you happy? Does your six figure income supposedly make you happy? Um, I'm willing to bet the answer is no. 
It's so much more than the money. So let me share a little bit about my story. So I started working in 2006 as an employee. I remained an employee, full-time employee um, in the oil and gas industry um, till 2013. So in my employment, I started making six figures around 2010. And part of that's just the industry I was in. Um, I have family connections in that industry. I grew up in a region where that industry is one of the largest employers. So it's not an accident I ended up in that specific higher earning industry. So I made around $375,000 in my gross employment in the 11 years that I worked for other people. Now in 2014, when I started my own business, also still in the oil and gas industry was my very first entrepreneurial effort. I had the connections and the network to make $100,000 that year. Gross. This is what I would, I would um, report to the IRS. And in the, um, let's see, eight years that I have been a full-time entrepreneur, um, I've made $900,000. Granted, it was incredibly variable. It was um, to a point, I was working to a point where I burnt myself all the way out and basically took all of 2020 off and a lot of the beginning of 2021. Like I physically couldn't work anymore because I had almost worked myself to death, it felt like. So I was willing to sacrifice myself truly for this dollar amount that I thought would make me successful. And if someone had asked me in 2018 when I... um uh, doubled my salary and was in the 200,000s for my gross revenue. Um, if I was happy, I would have lied to your face and told you yes, and would have been screaming from the inside that I'm falling apart. So ultimately, don't trust the outward appearance. Like, I was so unhappy, and I did not know what success meant to me until this year, 2021. Um, so it's really not about the money. But now, from the um, eight years that I have been an entrepreneur, I have learned to do the things that I'm about to tell you in the hacks for how you can figure out what your definition of success is. And for me, the real work started when I started diving into my emotional and spiritual work. I like to call it rehab. I really had to step away from the financial obsession that I had and focus on the emotional and spiritual journeys. Um, my highest earning years, I was the most anxious, depressed, misaligned. As I said earlier, I basically spent a year in self-imposed rehab doing the work, figuring out my patterns. Why was I making these, these consistent decisions that would bring me to burnout? Because we can't sustain financial abundance if our emotional and spiritual quote-unquote house is not built on solid ground. So let me go into the hacks and then I'm going to share a little bit about how I found my real success in a year where I earned half of a six figure income, but now I am set up for success when it's time for my six figure business to arrive. So here are the hacks. My first hack for you finding your success, what success means to you and building your six-figure business is to learn your books, learn your financials, understand what 
a balance sheet is, what a profit and loss statement is. Know your books inside and out. Certainly it's easier. And if you have the resources to pay someone to do your bookkeeping, that's awesome. Good for you. It will make your life easier, but it detaches you from the reality of each dollar and cent that impacts you and your business. So in new businesses, when I was coaching um, last year and uh, prior years, my first thing I wanted people to do is get in their books. Do your own bookkeeping for one quarter, half a year, one year. It needs to be intimate so that you can catch things that don't look right. So you can ask the questions to your bookkeeper that allows you to have a financial strategy when you start making the sales that are starting to grow your business. You need to know your books like the inside of your eyelids. And it sounds really serious and like kind of intense, but if you know me, that's kind of how I am. And I am a numbers person. I love data. You don't have to love it. You still need to know it. Know your numbers. Because then when you start growing, when you have the opportunity for duplication or expansion in your business, you're going to know how much it takes money-wise to take those moves. Maybe you need to bring in an investor, take out a loan, but you'll understand the implications of that and money will no longer be a stressor. It becomes a tool when you know your books. So that's hack number one, learn your books, do your own bookkeeping for an amount of time. Number two is ask yourself, does this work light you up? And of course, it won't light you up every single day. That's totally unrealistic. <laughs> when we wake up in the morning, we are, we are new. We are a new person that day. Um, certainly, everything is not the same every day. But in the time that you spend working your business or doing the things that are getting you towards your entrepreneurial goals, does it light you up? Does it make you happy? Do you feel satisfied, successful? You know, like think about how you feel, not what you're thinking about or what it should be or anything like that. Drop the expectations. Does the work light you up? Does it make you feel good? And that's going to be a different answer for everybody, depending on what your work is. And what works for you may not work for someone else, but does it light you up? Does it make you feel good? Alongside that, the next hack is to drop your time frame. Everybody's timing is different. I have made it to this point in my career after 17, 16 years, however long it's been. And it has taken the accumulation of everything I've learned all the way back to 2006 when I started working uh, my first career job to get me to the point where I am today, where I am... An, I'm a business owner. I have multiple businesses. I have multiple revenue streams. It has taken all of that time. So it has been a almost, well, today when this episode comes out is my 38th birthday. So it has taken me 38 years to learn everything I needed to know to make the moves that I've made in the last 12 months. So drop the time frame. Um, if you are feeling good about the work and you know your numbers, the time frame will work itself out. Because the reality is, everyone listening within the sound of my voice, the real currency of business, happiness, success, etc., abundance, the currency of abundance is time. So we don't need to be throwing all of it at our businesses, at our work, because that is not 
what success is that's not going to make you happy. The currency of abundance is time. So drop the time frame. All of the happy moments, the moments of rest, the time with your family and friends, all of that accumulates into what you're able and capable of doing for your business as well. And alongside that, the hardest thing I think to do, and this has been such a huge topic of conversation in my life with all of my people, especially in the last 18 months, is the idea that we must rest and we must wait. Resting and waiting, how annoying, what a hard, what a hard thing to do. So once we've dropped the time frame and decided that our work does light us up, then it's time to rest and wait. If you are stressed out, if you are maxed out, there's no time or space for any kind of growth that's going to get you to the next step of your business, to your next earning potential level, to your next opportunity meeting with the person who is going to send you down the path towards your next big break, resting and waiting. And so I wake up every day and I no longer make to-do lists. I've started bullet journaling. I'm still doing that. If you heard me talk about it in January and I wake up every day and I have my brain dump and I'm like, what's important today? And sometimes the answer is nothing. And I will do nothing. I will water my plants and sit on the patio and watch the airplanes. I live near an airport, watch the airplanes fly by or listen to a podcast or go for a walk or, you know, whatever do nothing, stare at the wall, take a nap. But all of those resting and waiting activities are allowing me to recharge so that when it's time to work, when it's time to move, when I wake up the next day and, and the things that are the most important are urgent, I can get them done. I'm no longer filling the dead space with junk. The next thing, the next hack is be prepared for business. Be prepared for the clients to show up. Be prepared for the phone calls to happen. Be prepared for the meetings. And I'm not saying like prepare for them, but be prepared. Let me give you an example. When I launched Integrative Divorce Group back in June, Adam and I worked so hard behind the scenes. We didn't even have a client yet, but we set up all of the functions of the business. We set up the books. We set up the forms. We set up the website. We set up the processes when a client did show up. When someone scheduled a consult, we knew what would happen next. When they wanted to schedule a mediation, we knew what would happen next. We had talked about it. We had workshopped it. We were prepared for business. It took a couple weeks to get our first con consults, but when it happened, it was not stressful. It was not, um, there was no rush or urgency to get things done before the consults. It was already done. We were prepared for the clients to, to show up. And then literally today, when I'm recording this on the 21st, we got our first paying client and we were prepared for them and ready for them. We are ready to serve our first client in this particular business. So be prepared for business. Of course, it's not going to look perfect. We've absolutely already changed things as they go, um, but we were ready. We knew in general, the process, we had the paperwork, the books, everything prepared. So we're not cramming a bunch of work in before we have to serve someone else, especially in what we do. 
serving people in a very stressful time in their lives. We don't want to be adding anything, any stress or anxiety or of our own into the interaction with our clients. So be prepared for business, whatever that may, whatever that looks like for you. The next thing is to make flexible goals. This is not something we usually hear in business. It's like make goals, work for them, no, no regrets, no, you know, don't, don't take any shortcuts. No, that's not real life, y'all. Make flexible goals. So um, uh, my goals in the investment side, which is the other part of my entrepreneurial work, is to you know, we have these certain number of deals, we just have like a, a benchmark for how well we would like our investments to, to do. We have these um, caps and bottoms for if we make this much revenue from our investments, we will then do this. But it's an if statement. Or you can even do when statements when we have this much revenue for a certain amount of time, we will look at expanding, hiring someone else. When we have this much something, we will consider hiring a marketing assistant, something like that. Um, But they're flexible. And certainly you will continue to get more information as you learn, as you take on clients. So nothing is set in stone and it takes the pressure off of you. Um, So it's not like a do or die situation. So much of how entrepreneurship is talked about in our culture right now, it's so intense and it doesn't have to be. It's actually so much easier to be an entrepreneur when you're in the flow, the flow of life. And that might stress you out even just hearing that because um, maybe you have a lot of anxiety or you're dealing with um, some other outside pressures that impact your life tremendously now. And I totally understand that. That's a whole nother conversation. Actually, there is a... There is a second part to this episode um, where we're going to talk about like the real life um, personal professional development side of this whole six figure entrepreneurship myth. But I wanted to give you actionable things for your business and for yourself to start thinking about in this episode. So stay tuned for that one um, in the next coming months. And the final thing to wrap this all up back to the beginning, you have to decide what success means to you. What does it feel like? What does it look like? Um, You know, maybe you go visit it. Maybe it means you have a a certain, you live in a certain place or you have a certain house or whatever it is. Let's not focus on dollar amounts. Let's focus on like lifestyle and, and how you live. Um, Maybe you go visit a place that you would, you would like to live, um, you know, when you, reach whatever success means to you, whatever it is, but you have to know what it is for you. Don't take on other people's definition of success. For me, my real success started aligning when I stopped sharing everything with the public. (laughs) If you follow me on social media, um, if you follow, if you have followed me for any amount of time, you'll notice how quiet I've been in the last nine months. And for me, real success doesn't happen out loud. Um, it doesn't have a price tag. It has to be planted and tended to and pruned like a plant. I'm a super plant lady. I took on that hobby during quarantine. But it takes time. It takes an amount of time that you have no control over. But it's our job to work to stay aligned or as close to aligned as possible 
you know, does it feel good? Um, understanding your own value of or definition of success to even make space for that success, that abundance to manifest. It took an incredible amount of waiting and surrender and reflection and pain and joy. And I allowed my body to start providing me the information. And I made feeling good part of my business because I worked so much more efficiently and effectively when I was rested, when I wasn't feeling as anxious, I made decisions that felt good and were aligned with what my definition of success is. And that is such a personal thing. Uh, when we're not aligned, we make decisions that are rooted in that exterior validation, people pleasing, perfectionism, all the crazy programming of our modern world. And we'll never really feel that personal success if we keep putting everything out there for other people's consumption. So I did a social media fast in March, and that really changed my entire game plan. And it changed my definition of success. So that's, that's another hack. If you're feeling, if you're feeling extra motivated, I would really recommend doing a social media fast, because then you really get to check in with yourself every day and how you're feeling and, and what you're feeling and what it means. This is where I'm going to end this conversation on part one of the six finger, six figure entrepreneurship myth. I would love to know your feelings, comments, experience with this myth. Um, I know it's super, super prominent in network marketing, in online business, virtual business, um, especially in the service-based industry. And I know I have invested in some coaching um, that didn't work for me because not everything does when you don't know what you need and what you want. Um, and I know Erica has ex has shared that um, in the podcast as well. So take a step back, decide what you want, and take some steps forward from there. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to be back soon with part two of this series. Please rate and review this episode, follow, subscribe, and check out our website if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast. All of the information is on our website at there's a hack for that podcast.com. Remember to stay curious. I'll talk to you later. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.